everybody and welcome to the Maya Minds podcast. I'm your host George and here at Maya Minds we want to demystify mental health and make sharing mainstream within the exercising and sporting community. I really hope you enjoy this episode. today's episode, I speak with Luke Bagster. I've been excited for this episode ever since we first got in contact to do a podcast. Luke is an ex-bodybuilder. He was the 2017 Mr. Universe, 2014 English Grand Prix winner, and a Mr. England winner. Um, in this episode, we talk about Luke's difficult upbringing, his struggles with muscle dysmorphia, anxiety and depression, and just general bodybuilding culture and the kind of ins and outs of what it's like to be a professional bodybuilder. I hope you all enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Maya Minds podcast. I am your host, George, and today I'm here with Luke. Luke, how are you? I'm good, my man. How are you? I'm sound, mate. I'm sound. Um, it's been a it's been a long day. It's been it's been a yeah long day. Lots of lots of good things. To be honest with you, this this last week I've actually not been great. I've been in a bit of a shitty mood. Um, lots of things have happened that made me feel a bit kind of down and a bit in the dumps. Um, but today's been I think positive. It, I think it's like that for a lot of people, isn't it? You know, they're going up and down at the moment with the mm. whole whole lockdown thing and the coronavirus and. Yeah, I think a lot of people are up and down at the moment. I see on Instagram and Facebook, and there's a lot of people yeah. up and down, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's a really difficult time, I think, for, <laughs> for everyone, and especially for um, people like me and, you, and yourself who are into the gym and stuff. I don't know if you have your own weights and stuff at home, but... Yeah, you know, I have bits and bobs at home, like pull-up bar and a, a few light dumbbells. Do you know what? Nowadays, I kind of mainly stick to um, body weight stuff and things like that. I, I'm loving that at the moment. Oh, I'm, really? not, I'm, I'm not competing anymore. So um, the gym thing is kind of like to getting big and stuff like that. It's kind of like I've gone through that period of my time and mm. I'm onto more the fitness side. I'm loving the whole body weight stuff and things like that. It's working for me. That's doing awesome. my body good. Yeah. That's, all, that's awesome. Like, like, cause to be honest with you, I can't, I, I'm, I can't do another press up. They do in my head, and um, I'm sure you, you probably get more creative with it. But it's awesome yeah, sure, that you're enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So, I, just to kind of start off, Luke, um, I'll have done a kind of pre-recorded um introduction to you, so people listening will already know about you. Um, but mm-hmm. I've always wanted to have a bodybuilder on the podcast. I have been a huge fan of bodybuilding for a good few many years and um it's something that i'm passionate about and something that i trained for i never actually competed but there were multiple moments um in my kind of gym career where i was going to compete and then lots yeah, of i was gonna say would you want to compete you know uh, is I, that something you'd love to do or in the past i would have said yes now yeah. no because with with my i don't know if you know much about me but i have an eating disorder and 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 um i've struggled yeah, I, with I've that i've read some i've read and listened to a few of your bits yeah I've oh thank you thank you there. no <laughs> um, it was good yeah so the the idea of I, I still love the gym and i miss it so much but yeah. the idea of of putting that pressure around food and around exercise on myself for mm-hmm. this like big event I feel like it wouldn't be good for me. Maybe, maybe I would yeah. be fine. I don't yeah. know, but yeah. I'm not going to be it, a professional it, bodybuilder. So I'm, nah, I'm trying it, to just. It, it does take a strong mind. You know? it, it did take a strong mind and it is a lot of pressure and it's a lot of stress as well, going through the whole process of, uh, of getting ready for show. Uh, and even the off season part of it is, is, is it was stressful. It was a stressful time, but mm. 
I, I done it for a reason and uh, and that's why I did it. So yeah. uh, you have to go through them stresses and strains to kind of get what you want in the end. Yeah, and that that's kind of why, like like I said, I think um, the bodybuilder population is is kind of stereotyped as these these like meathead blokes who who don't have any feelings and, and you know just they're completely sound nothing nothing's going on wrong with them but you're under like everything in your life is controlled and there's stress and everything is constantly under scrutiny like people mm. literally your job is to get your body picked apart by people oh, 100% um, it's being judged all the time just e- e- even daily everyday things like walking around the streets or, or going shopping or working it you've just got completely all the people just judging you all the time you know people looking and pointing or or saying something or smirky, you know, there's it is all that to kind of deal with, which a lot of people don't realise. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is a lot. There is that stress of that as well. Yeah, and it. Um, and, and it but all... we choose. But we choose to do that. You know, mm, we choose yeah. to do that sport and to look a certain way and to look different mm. in a sport because it's not the it's not the um, usual type of sport to actually. It's so extreme, isn't it? To change your body like composition by extremity do you know what i mean mm. it, it, it is a crazy sport when you look into it really and it takes a strong person strong mind to actually do it i don't think there's not many people that could actually do like a full prep and get ready for show um i don't think there'll be that many percentage of the whole population that would be able to actually do it mentally and, and physically basically i don't i don't think there would be yeah and i think i think that to to be driven to do that um like i feel i feel like there's there must be you know that some kind of um i'm not sure, sure not in everyone but there must there must be something within you that feels like you need to go to the extremes to to for some but i feel like there must be do you, do you think there's something in bodybuilders that, that pushes them yeah. to that oh maybe yeah a lot of people there are yeah i mean a lot of my thing was um i mean i've loved the sport for so many years you know even as a youngster i like strongman and stuff like that i used to watch that i used to watch that as a kid and think oh my god i'd love to be that big and strong you know what i mean and and, and it just went on and on and on and um and then i finally thought to myself i want to achieve like massive things in this sport when i did start it and, and my goal was to win a, a big biggest title become a professional and to guest pose on stage when I used to watch the guest pose and think, oh, my God, I'd love to do that. And I actually did it. it, it mm. In the end of it, I did it, which I was uh, super proud of. But I aimed for that. But it took me 20, it took me 24 years, all in all, to, to reach to reach my goal. But I kind of stuck with it for so many years. I had doubts um, through parts of it. And um, I kind of had a little break from it. I kind of fell out a little bit. And... Um, I kind of boxed for like five to six years and um, I was a better bodybuilder than I was a boxer. But I, <laughs> I, won a few, I won a few matches, but I kind of, it was a kind of a blessing in disguise because I was boxing and I was doing all right, but then I tore my bicep boxing. Of all the things to tear your bicep and get an injury <laughs> from, it was from boxing, not bodybuilding. It was so weird. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of, Damaged the tendon slightly, but it was mainly the um, membrane that got split. So I don't have a membrane in my um, right arm. The membrane mm-hmm. is split, so which holds your muscle in place. So they said if I carried on boxing, I'd have a basically a double tricep because it would just spin round. Yeah. Yeah, it was so strange. Um, yeah, so I stopped my boxing and then thought, what can I do? I thought, 
I mean, I didn't do anything for like probably six to eight months because it was there was nothing really I could do because it was quite weak and I couldn't really exercise because it felt uncomfortable. So I waited and waited and waited. And I thought, do you know what? The only thing that I love doing is, is bodybuilding. So I got back into it like that. And um, yeah, and then we went from there, basically. Mm. And, and in my comeback year, what was it? 2009, I came back into it. Um, yeah, I, I won the um, Midlands title of the under 80s class and went on to finish second in the intermediate British on my first year back. So I wow. thought, wow, it was a blessing in disguise to get back into it because mm. it was successful at the beginning of it. So we just um, carried on. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you think it was that, that drove you in? In because you said you know you had your ups and downs and things. What What do you think it was that that made you want to like? What was that drive? Where did that drive come from? Uh, basically, I don't know. Uh, it might stem back from childhood. You know what I mean? I've gone through this process of uh, with a friend of mine actually, uh, and we went right back to the beginning, like when I was a kid and stuff like that. So it could have came from that. Um, it's just I don't know. Maybe competing made me feel like I was achieving something and people were kind of proud of me and people uh, feeling wanted basically do you know what I mean and um yeah it's a funny one because it, it probably stems back from childhood I, I, I saw a lot in my childhood with um with uh people dying and stuff like that like siblings dying and mm-hmm. it, it, in front of me and seeing that was kind of like yeah it was a bit of a tough time but while that was going on um there was hospital visits and stuff like that. And um, I was kind of um, kind of put to my aunties and uncles just to look after me kind of thing while my parents were in hospital with dealing with them, dealing with my, my brother. And um, yeah, and it was kind of like, uh, but I, at, at the time it's kind of like, you're just going to your aunties and uncles or nans and granddads and stuff like that. But it's, it went on for a long time, a long period of time. So it's kind of, it was kind of think, ah, oh, not at the time you don't maybe maybe I look back now and think ah oh, maybe it's because maybe I didn't feel that love do you know what I mean that like they were yeah. carting me off somewhere else and but uh, it wasn't that at all do you know what I mean but maybe that was a thinking of the drive to actually kind of succeed in yeah from, and be, from, from and your loved and, yeah from your side of it it's, it's kind of like oh my, my like you know I'm getting shipped off to other people like yeah. so you, you can see how you yeah. could perceive maybe, it that maybe way. it come from that i don't know it, it, it's hard to pinpoint but maybe that could be one of the reasons why i wanted to succeed so my parents would kind of look look to me and think oh you've done really well and stuff like that you know mm. uh, it might may have stemmed from that but um yeah because I, I i did kind of athletics at the beginning from like a young age so i was probably like from about oh, i don't know seven up until i was 17 and i reached national standard so I, I was good at athletics. I, I won the eight and 1500 East Anglian Championships, went to the English schools and uh, I didn't do too well in that. Then got to the English schools, cross country and that. And uh, yeah, so I, I kind of did really well in that. But then I, I got hindered with um, kind of a thing called Osgood Slatters. Have you heard of that? I don't think so. No. Well, it's kind of where the, um, you've you got the top of the tibia where it yep. meets the tendon, which joins onto the patella. Well, it's kind of a funny one because it kind of wears away. It splinters, the bone splinters off the tendon and it kind of comes apart a little bit and it's so, so painful. Uh, and uh, a lot of children do get it, obviously, if they do a lot of sports and stuff like impact sports, like running and, and jumping and stuff like that. 
I, I know other um, friends of mine, they had it through growing up. And that kind of hindered me. So I had to stop because it was so painful. Yeah, so um, I stopped that when I was 17 and then kind of took up the gym um, after that. So I thought I need to do something because I was too competitive not mm. to not do anything. So I thought, what can I do? And I was kind of doing weights um, kind of when I was doing athletics for strength training and stuff like that. So I was kind of doing a little bit of weights and um, stuff like that. So, yeah, I hit the gym and, uh, and there you go. Yeah, um, kind of the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you've obviously, you know, from from the sounds of your past and stuff, and I didn't know that about your brother, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear about that. Oh, that's fine, um, man it sounds like you you went through a lot and i know i know that when you messaged me for this to to come on to this podcast and we spoke about it you said that you wanted to kind of share your story um yeah. i don't know i i don't really know how you want to start but do you want to give it a go and then we can talk about it from there yeah that's fine yeah we can we can go wherever um yeah it kind of started from like four years old so um my sibling that died, he got um, leukemia when he was um, young. So he kind of had that for like two years and they went through the whole process, my parents. And, um, and they had a whole two years of going through that process and seeing him in pain. But I mean, they couldn't bear seeing him in so much pain anymore. So they kind of stopped the treatment. Yeah. And then they uh, brought him home and then he died at home. So we were kind of there with him. Yeah. And that must um, have been horrible, right? Yeah, mate. We've not my best friend, so it's mm. kind of really tough uh, for me, and let alone everybody else, my parents. Yeah. So it must have been horrendous for them. And um, yeah, and then like not long after, my other brother fell ill um, with cancer. So we had another couple of years of going through the same process. Uh, but he he actually made it through. Uh, he's um, He's my older brother, so he's like three and a half years older than me. So he kind of survived that. But the whole process was horrendous, yeah. doing it all over again. And to see that is is kind of um, tough to process as a kid, I suppose. I, I, I never processed it properly until later on in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then kind of after that, not long after that, my sister fell ill. And um, we had a whole, yeah, she didn't have cancer or anything like that. She had a, like a chest infection. Well, it was called croup, I think, back then. Okay. They named it croup, but it was a real bad chest infection. So she, she couldn't breathe, so she had to go on um, tubes and all sorts, feeding oxygen, and, and she, she was in a coma. She went into a coma. I don't know how long before it was, um, maybe maybe weeks, a couple of weeks. Mm. But she was in a coma, and, and to see that again, yeah, uh, me seeing all of it and not actually going through it, just to see it, nothing kind of happening to me, but just seeing it, your siblings, like, it's so real, was not yeah. it? And that, it's that trauma it's traumatizing though. yeah that idea that we were talking about before about how you like you weren't you would possibly weren't getting a, a, as much attention like like no wonder your parents are going through all this and it must have been yeah, like yeah, over and over again for you yeah, growing up yeah. you were constantly but me, just... as a as like a four five six year old kid you, you kind of not you don't really understand yeah. you know what i mean that they're not they're not there for you but for your siblings kind of mm. thing do you know what i mean you're not kind of well it's not 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 important but you're kind of like kind of put to side a little bit while they deal with the more yeah. important things to deal with yeah. them to get their other children better, basically. But as a kid, you don't really see that. And I yeah, think, I like, you know, it kind of sticks with you. You don't process it till later on and the whole thing like that. But maybe that gave me the drive to actually 
want to succeed and do my best, you know what I mean, and, and be strong. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Okay. But, yeah, we... Um, so how did, how did things that whole process? How, how did things kind of progress then into your you know when you started? So you started going to the gym after you kind of sprinting and, and stuff, and you started lifting. How did your mental health progress through there? Oh yeah, do you know what? I, I was actually fine um, throughout my younger years to go through that. I mean, I say I was fine. Maybe maybe there was something going on manifesting that I didn't realize, and over the years it kind of got worse. And I, I don't think it, it's probably trying to not knowing how to deal with it or, or, or process it, it. It's kind of tougher when you're younger and kind of in your 20s, you're kind of going out with your mates and stuff like that and kind of forgetting about it and not really dealing with it. It's still there yeah. uh, because I got sad about it quite often. Um, but you kind of, your mates are out and you, you're out this, that and the other and you've got girls and you've got a bit of drink. Well, do you know what? I didn't really drink that much in my sort of late teens because I was concentrating on training and kind of yeah. I only got to like in my 20s when I started doing a kind of bit of drinking stuff like that uh, and this and that and um yeah so that wasn't uh yeah but I don't think I think it kind of got hidden do you know what I mean because yeah. maybe I was putting a barrier up you know by doing like bodybuilding and trying yeah. to get this barrier around me I think you know just trying to hide from it and trying to yeah. make myself different and, and feel not myself. Maybe I was hidden in size. And I kind of realised that now I've got to this stage and I've done like a, um, I went through a um, a chakra energy healing process with my friend not long ago because I, I, I kind of needed help, do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. he, he, he sensed it. And um, he said, look, do you want to do this with me? Because I hadn't spoken to him since we were teenagers. Yeah. So he kind of reached out to me because he, he, I put a bio up of uh, uh, basically it was an open book about me, and uh, I put it up because I was we were meant to be starting up a boxing club like for children yeah. with um, problems or bully, people were bullied or they got disabilities, uh, just to give them some um, give them some tools basically um, for along the way mental, physically, um, people, life skills really. But it kind of, I, I, I did a bio for that. So everyone would get to know me. And, and my friend who was doing it with me, he put his up as well. And um, yeah, so he kind of read that and reached out to me. He's thinking, wow, man, you kind of need to heal yourself before you can heal others. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And um, so he said to me, would you be open to it? And I said, mate, I would love that. If something mm. can help me, I'm so open to it. I'm, I'm open. I'm an open-minded person. I, I, I will try anything. If it's going to help, I will try and uh, yeah, so we went through the whole process of that and, and, and stories were told like I've told yourself and he was like, wow, man. And um, so we went through the whole process of that healing process, eight week program, and it was phenomenal. And the stuff that I saw, like, uh, it was just crazy, like hallucinogenic things like, because you, you have to be open to going inside your body yeah. and doing the inside work and wow, man. And it kept getting stuck right at the, chest level where the heart is kept against the energy kept getting stuck there and he said wow i can't even get into into the heart like chakra mm. he said you must have had a lot of um, stuck energy there anyways it's a bro broken heart basically and um so it took about three weeks to dig through that and, and we opened it up and, and, and the feeling was phenomenal like the, the the feeling was like euphoria really it was crazy and the stuff that i saw it in my head and as it was all going on and, and the relief 
the, the weight lifted off like shoulders and, and the heart it was kind of it just opened right up and it was crazy mm. crazy feeling but such a nice it was kind of like there was crying involved and laughing and it was so mad but yeah we kind of we kind of got um through that system and it, and yeah. it was good the outcome was really really good and it, it opened up my mind and it changed me as a person really you know it's just mm -hmm. different things different areas in my life i kind of looked at different okay the perspective was so different and um yeah just opened up my mind a, a lot more and so, I was like, Whoa. so through through this kind of process and stuff do you think you you maybe understand yourself more now and 100 yeah 100 yeah. percent. and i'm actually it, it's weird because i'm discovering myself again you know like not luke bags to the bodybuilder but luke bags to himself yeah and it's so amazing and i'm yeah. like ah oh, wow this is so good i'm actually finding myself after yeah. all these years of being hidden away and it's mad it's, it's yeah, something definitely. i it's something i i resonate with a lot myself and like i i through counseling and things and learning about myself you know and yeah a lot of my childhood and, and stuff was very confusing and, and lots of lots yeah. of stuff going on you might have read about it if you, you've read read into me um and yeah it, it it recently i've kind of started to discover like how i think and how i feel and and it makes you yeah. realize what was going on in the past like, like it's like being it's like being conscious isn't it you know it's mm. like being conscious and, and, and recognizing what's going on in your thoughts and stuff like that and staying like in the present moment instead mm. of getting drifting or drifting i spent my whole life drifting away i spent yeah. my whole life inside my head and inside my thoughts and it's like oh wow mm. but now I, I i've got the ability and, and skill now to actually realize through reading and doing the uh, doing the energy healing chakra healing and uh, reading a lot i've read read a lot um eckhart tolly and stuff like that i don't know whether you've read his books but um german guy phenomenal like all about the mind and how it works and yeah thinking about that i can actually it, it's actually quite nice to get lost in my thoughts because i know i can just pull away from it and be in present time it's actually a little bit of a game now it's like ah oh, this is brilliant i can actually realize i'm getting stuck in my thoughts and just pull myself out when before i wouldn't have had that skill and i just would have been wandering about in my head and thinking what is going on and some of the thought you know you get lost in your thoughts the thoughts are like not even true and it's yeah. like that and, and they might actually make you believe it's true before it's before anything's happened it's like oh wow and yeah, i think a... I, I think i think particularly in the in body in the bodybuilding culture i think you're talking about there where you're saying how um you kind of get you have, you have thoughts aren't necessarily true i think in within bodybuilding there's so much stuff said to you that you you're not big enough you're not lean enough you're oh, not all these mate. things like no wonder your brain builds up this idea of oh, i'm not yeah, good yeah, enough. for real yeah it, it, it's just unreal yeah you, i didn't realize how much stress and pressure i put on myself until i actually finished competing in, in bodybuilding mm. and i look back and i thought wow how why did you put so much pressure and stress on yourself and, and i was talking the other day and I, I i was saying to someone if i was to do it all over again i'd do it completely different like the mindset and everything i'd actually mm -hmm. enjoy the process because sometimes i wouldn't even enjoy it but i thought i need to keep doing it because i want to achieve this what i yeah. want to achieve and i just held in there and stuck by me don't get me wrong some sometimes i i mean it was phenomenal do you know what i mean i'd love it absolutely love the training 
uh, and the whole process of prepping and, and seeing the changes day by yeah. day on your body and your physique, the composition of it completely changing like week by week would be phenomenal. I mean, you'd see so much change, you'd be like, wow, it looks like a different body. It's just unreal to see it unfold in front of you. Just crazy. But um, yeah, them bits are enjoyable, but sometimes I, I just thought, oh, why am I doing it? I'm, uh, I'm not really enjoying it. Mm. And um, but they were there wasn't many times like them, but I just stuck with it because I I had a goal set from day one um, to achieve what I achieved. So mm. I, I kind of said no, stick with it. It, it. It'll be a great in the end. It'll be a great story in the end, and yeah. we did it. So how you know those the time you mentioned that you would you would have done things differently now if you'd gone back. Can you give me one of those, like an example of that and, and how you do it differently? Well, getting lost in your thoughts, basically, is people thinking people are talking about you or stuff like that, saying, oh, look at him, you done very good and stuff like that. Them thoughts would not come into my head next time mm. around, and it? it? You'd kind of enjoy it so much more because uh, I think maybe it's just a bit of paranoia, basically. I think all bodybuilders are kind of paranoid at, at, at some point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, how they look and stuff like that. Or people saying, oh, I don't think he's very big or, or, or no, he's got s- small arms or small yeah. legs. Or, you know, there's so much um, so much judgment on people. And I always said to people, like, I always said it, I said, concentrate on yourself. Don't worry about what anyone else looks like or whether they look good or, or they don't look good. Just concentrate on yourself. Do your stuff in the gym for yeah. yourself, not for anybody else. And, um, yeah. I think so, in, in the in the kind of um, I'm big into like the research. I love the the science around stuff like this, and I know that in in the bodybuilding um, community, a lot of the research that's been done talks about people having like muscle dysmorphia, and it seems to be like really. Do you, have you heard of muscle dysmorphia before? Massively, I had yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would look in the mirror and think I was skinny. Mm. Honestly, it was, uh, it's like the other way around to um, anore- anorexia, basically, isn't it? It's very similar, yeah. Switch, switch around kind of the other way. But, yeah, I had it. I was having a conversation the other day, actually. I have a, I have a week, we have a weekly um, group um, video chat every week. The, the guy who did my energy healing and then my cousin, we've got this thing called um, uh, Man Space. So we've got that on the, on Facebook. So that's, cool. um, that's really good. So we do a weekly thing of that and, and go through the whole – and I, I was saying about that, it was like my cousin was saying, because it, it, me and him are like brothers – we spent we started the gym together and stuff like that so he knows me inside out my bodybuilding career yeah. went to nearly every one of my shows and he was saying he said you were like that while you were he said you would come along and you were like 16 stone at five foot five he said how can you be small like that you're 16 stone and five foot five you just that's just massive and he but he said you would look in the mirror and think oh god i look, oh, I look so small and he said that you had that, you had body dysmorphia. And I realise it now. Yeah. I look and I think, and I think to a, to a, a extent I still have it now. I, I kind of look in the mirror and think, God, I'm losing like, losing loads and loads of size and stuff like that because I'm not really training. But I'm not, I'm not set out to be a bodybuilder anymore. I'm just there to look after myself and, and look in the mirror and think, do you know what, you, you look great for like 43 years old. And um, so I still have it now, I still look in the mirror, but I'm kind of getting it out slowly. Okay. After so many years of having it, it, it's kind of hard just to kind of get rid of it in a, in a small yeah. space of time. 
But um, I'm slowly getting there and I'm slowly looking at me and thinking, actually, you're, you look good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I probably never actually said that to myself. You actually look really good. Probably yeah. never ever said that. And, yeah. and that's mad to, to look back at all the photos and, and see how big I was and how much condition uh, I was. And it's just mad to think that I didn't think I looked that good when actually it just looked phenomenal. People used to say to me, oh my God, I've never seen someone so shredded in my life. Yeah. But you kind of don't see it yourself. I don't think anybody does. Yeah, it's, uh, it, again, sport. like I've never, I've never been as lean as you are or like anywhere near the size of you, but I, str- I struggle myself with muscle dysmorphia. Um, yeah, but you look good, massively. man. I think you look good. I saw <laughs> you when you. I first come on the screen. I thought, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I struggle with it myself. And even there, you know, yeah. like downplaying myself, like I do it all the time. I always think, oh, you know, if, I can't say If I'm... I can look at you and you take it from me, and I think you look great, man. I, I, you got sh- everything's there. The structure's there. Your shoulders are big. <laughs> and if you can take that from me, you've got to think to myself, this guy's been doing it a long, long time. Yeah. He's like, uh, Mr. fans 70 Mr. Universe, he's been there, seen it, and done it, and got so. so if you can take that from me, yeah, it'd be good for your head. Do you know what I mean? To actually yeah. say, it. Yeah, he said I look good, big. Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, and I should have done the same. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure you appreciate how, like, obviously the fact that you have all this experience, it does take it on. But you kind of like, you kind of go, oh, but he probably just doesn't realise that actually I'm small, and just he just thinks <sighs> the angle or you know uh, something. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, there's always your head again yeah. in your thought. Yeah, getting yeah. lost in your thoughts again. Yeah, and it's it's so it's so difficult. So yeah, I I 100% recognize like I did a um a fashion show thing at uni where I, I leaned down and I got I got pretty lean and I have vid- videos and pictures of myself um that I look back on now and I see it and I think I looked like I love how I looked but at the yeah. time I was so self I was constantly like flexing and like yeah. being like oh does this look good does this look good am I and you just bad, it's, it's crazy. Do you know what? I've walked around and I'd be so like paranoid and conscious that I'll be kind of like trying to get myself at the best angle everywhere I went. And it's like that. What are you doing to yourself? Yeah. Like, yeah. Fle- like, I don't know if you were the same, but I would like, I'd kind of half like do like a vacuum, like stu- suck my stomach in slightly. So like my, my I would abs always look- tense my abs. Yeah. yeah. Massively. All, all, yeah. all the time. Yeah. No one can even see it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what are we doing? You're clothed. Even when I have a jacket on, I was still doing it. And it's like that. Oh, what are you doing to yourself? I yeah. look back now and think, oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's fu- it's funny looking back at it now when you look back at it, but in that in that time it it really takes like for people listening who might be going through this, you like we oh, I massive. think we both understand how hard it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, so hard. I mean and when you're walking around in the club, you you're just tensing everything. It's like mm. no, you don't need to. You don't need to. No one's bothered, only yourself. Yeah. You're the only one that's actually thinking you look small or no one else is thinking that. Yeah. No but at the, but at the time, that. even when people say that to you, you still think, but oh, but like, you know, what if my arm looks small or what if like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just takes over. <laughs> what if it looks it? small then? Let me go back and retake it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean? Let me go back to that position I was in, and then let me just tense up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, if, I don't know if you've had the same experience as me, but sometimes um, I, I'll like look in the mirror, and I'll be at an angle where I think I look small, and then, I, and then the rest of the day I'm thinking about shit. I look dead small in the mirror. Then, like, am I, am I small now? Or every every bodybuilder goes through that. Mm. Every person goes through that. I guarantee it. There's not one person out there that would not be in the same position as us. What we're talking about now. That wouldn't agree with it. Every person would agree with it. Yeah. Every person, because and, you would just want to look. You just want to look better than what you do. Yeah, and you know? and that and that has such a like 
negative and stressful impact on your life. Massive and, and, negativity. And, yeah. And Massive. like, like I, like I said at the start, I think a lot of the people who view, view bodybuilders, so people who see pictures of you on the stage, they probably think he hasn't had a care in his life. Like, you know, look at him. He's massively shredded. Yeah, and That's what they'll look at you like. Yeah, definitely. They don't know that the, the, the mental strain of the whole bodybuilding, the bodybuilding game yeah, is massive. Yeah, I yeah. don't think people see that. You see this like phenomenal looking geezer on stage, like shredded to the bone. You think, wow, that geezer's awesome. But they don't think what he did to get there. Or, or went through mentally or, uh, and physically to actually get there. They just see the finished article and they think, "Well, all right, he just looks the dog's bollocks. He, he, yeah. he, he looks phenomenal. He, he, nothing, nothing wrong with him. I bet he's got a well good life." And do you know what I mean? Yeah, never worried about how he looks or never anything. Worried. Yeah, he just yeah. looks like that. <laughs> Not that he just looks like that for one day of the year. Now he must look like that every single day he wakes up. No, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah, to, to, I mean, what we go through just to look like that for one day is it's just crazy, isn't it? What a crazy yeah. sport that is! It's just unreal. And you're probably only, do you know what? When 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 you step on stage and then came off, and then go back on your foods, I'll probably pick out for one day, and probably the day after the show, you look your best ever because you're fed up with all that food and you just expand and and vascular and and the cuts are even deeper. You're just thinking. Oh my god, why did I look like that yesterday? But then it starts fading out. So you're only looking like that for a couple of days, and then that's mm. it. And then you start losing all your um, I mean, you'll still be super big, do you know what I mean? But you start losing all your all your definition and, and cuts and stuff like that and vascularity. That soon fades away. But yeah, then people just see that and think you look like that all year round. Yeah. And and that's uh, I went I don't know if you've listened to the the podcast, you should do if you haven't, but I did with Luke Fulbrook, who's a um like strong man he's competed at the the masters um world's strongest man and stuff and like oh, really okay. awesome strong man yeah, and yeah he he spoke about the the difficult he's he's really good mates with eddie hall you might know eddie hall world's oh, okay. strongest yeah, man. Yeah, sure, yeah. um he talks about how on social media um the especially in the strength sports and i think definitely in bodybuilding from my personal standpoint is there's so much like look how i look there's so many people taking photos themselves and and oh. posting all year round like how good they look or you know all the best lifts yeah. like everything that's yeah. great and obviously yeah. you as a person you you see all your shit workouts and all the dodgy angles and everything yeah. so like as far as you're concerned everyone else look, looks great trains amazing constantly all year round and you are having 70 percent shit workouts and like you know not feeling your best mm-hmm. so it, it, like it must it must just especially at your standard it must be so difficult dealing with that oh massively yeah yeah i mean you have so much like stress in the gym is like that you and i get uh, i mean i see it so angry if i had a like a bad session it, it'd be so bad it'd be like oh my god that's the worst i'm stopping this sport it's the worst work you have one shitty workout man get over mm-hmm. yourself but at the time it's like the worst thing ever and i just think well, why are you doing that but and these are the things that i would change Mm. Of, of thinking like that i mean uh, before i went to um before i did the universe in, in budapest there was like a show three weeks before and i wasn't at my best because i was three weeks out so you're kind of a little bit little bit um blurry uh, as such but you're still looking decent but you're, you're three weeks out so you kind of them last three weeks are the most changes ever do you know what i mean so I, I went to this show and i thought it was a, it was a, it was kind of like a local show but there were some good people there don't get me wrong and it was for a bit of money i thought oh, maybe i could win some like, decent amount of money surely i'm going to win that show and um i won my class 
and then I went to the uh, went into the overall, and um, that was it. The overall. No, actually, no, I didn't even get to the overall. No, because I came second in my class when I thought I was going to win, and I was like, "Oh my god, I come second! I'm never going to win the universe." And I wasn't going to the universe. I said, "No, I'm not going." Uh, it, I just thought I'm just going to get there and get beat. This is a local show, and I'm getting beaten. Why am I even going to go fly to Budapest and compete with the best in the world? I thought, nah. I threw my dummy out of the pram, and I said to Mrs. No, I'm not going. Message my friend said, No, nah, I'm not booking the flight because he, he he'd already qualified and he was going. So we're all going to go together, a big team of us. I said, Nah, finish, mate. I'm not going. I got second in that show. What's the point of me going? He says, He said. He didn't even say it. He just said, fair enough. You do whatever you want. He didn't even like argue with me. He just thought, oh, my God, I'm not even going to argue with him. He's got the right on. I said to Miss, I'm not going. She goes, don't be so stupid. You're three weeks out. And uh, I said, no, it's, just, it's no point. And she goes, you're three weeks out. Don't be silly. Book your flight and get out there. You've got three weeks. Knuckle down and, and do your job. So that gave me a right kick at the backside because I, I, obviously things happen for a reason. I'm a great believer in that. All these things yeah, happen for a reason. And I got second in that show and that kicked me up the ass to train even harder and to go for it even more. And I think if I won the show, I would have got complacent and and probably not even won the universe. So it was a blessing in the sky. And I think them things do happen for a reason. Mm. So yeah, I um, them, them things, you get so annoyed in the sport because it didn't go your way. Yeah. And, and it's I, just one time. Yeah. And I think, I think like to a point you know, when, when you're in that situation, you know, when you're, you have a bad workout or, you know, you don't do that great in a show or something, um, especially for someone who's struggling with muscle dysmorphia, which I think a lot of bodybuilders probably are, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, the way you look, so the way you place in the show, the way you train, the way your diet's going is literally your, it's how you value yourself, isn't it? It's, it's everything Massively. to you. Um, it and- is. Yeah. That, that's how it is at the time. It, it's everything. That's all you've got. That is, that is it. But yeah, and that's such that's such a stressful. It's such a but it's. I don't think it is the case to sort yourself out. I think I like I (laughs) I, like. I think looking back, it's kind of you can laugh about it and stuff. But yeah, yeah, sure, that's what I mean. In the the, the time, it's not like that. But yeah, now I look back and I think, oh man, why did I even think like that? Yeah, but at the time, it's such a big deal. It's such a such a big deal at that present moment. It's like wow. Yeah, and I I think I think more bodybuilders like because. I think I don't know if you you agree with me here, but I think the the culture around bodybuilding is so much like you have to be like you can't show any um, like lack of resilience. Like if you if you're not enjoying your diet or you know you're feeling like shit, you can't let anyone know. You have to be strong and like <laughs> powerful and like almost like stoic. Like you don't have any emotions. You're fine. Um, and yeah, I you're, think, ro- you're a robot. Yeah. Yeah. No no no, um, no emotions. Nothing. Just. You're tough as nails. Get on with it. Yeah, and I, I think that that's such an like something that needs to be changed. Or and I, and I hope like things like this podcast can can help at least you know make some bodybuilders who are listening to this maybe going through this understand that you can go and get help for it and it's all right to be dealing yeah, yeah. with that. The, the real the real life of bodybuilding. Yeah, mm. it's kind of every everyone. Well, not everyone's the same, but everyone's a human being, right? We have we have emotions. Uh, and we do get down, we have highs, we have lows. Uh, and the ones that struggle, uh, like myself and stuff like that, there is help out there. And, yeah. uh, and you can get um, sorted and, and deal with the issues you have. You have. Um, 
yeah, there's loads of stuff out there, which is a good thing nowadays. You know, there's so much out there, and so many people to help and stuff like that. But it's just reaching out and helping, isn't yeah. it? And I, just reaching out and asking for help, or, yeah. or or say to someone, "I'm really struggling. I need I need some help." Or hey, obviously, even to talk to someone, um, it is nice. It doesn't solve the whole problem that you have, but it kind of it compresses it a little bit more than what it is. And uh, I mean, I, I I say to everyone that I speak to, everyone that has problems, is um, I, I pass them on to my friend that helped me because I, f- I felt that helped the best. I've, I, I, I was seeing a counsellor like early days when I first started getting depressed and stuff like or not knowing what it was. It was a lot of anxiety and I think it was depression and stuff like that. Um, so I, I went and spoke to different people, but it kind of, it didn't help. And I took antidepressants, so I got dealt antidepressants. And I said to myself, like, this was while I was boxing, actually. And um, I got really depressed then. Because I, I was boxing, but then I had like a, a bit of a trauma to my head because I, I got set upon by like four, four or five guys. I can't remember how many there was, but you always say there's yeah. 10 or 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, they were, they, I knew there was four or five guys there and they set up on me and got the wrong person. I was mistaken identity and got the wrong person. And I um, got my head kicked like a football. And um, me being who it was, I thought, oh, I'd never get beat up. He's a tough guy, he's a bodybuilder, he's a boxer. But I actually, I was actually drinking a drink and I, I dropped my drink on the floor because they came towards me and I dropped my drink on the floor. And um, I was doing pretty well till I slipped on my own drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I had a trauma to my head because I got a kit like football. And that's when it started unraveling. I think a trauma like that unravels it. Mm. And uh, that's what brought everything forward, I think. You know, it scrambled my head and I just felt worthless and I'd been beat up. And uh, uh, and kind of that's where it kind of that's where it got really bad then. And um, yeah, I ended up um, not knowing what it was and I, I couldn't go to work and went out to the door and stuff like that. I ended up on my on my street curled up in a in a ball in the gutter like crying because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And um yeah so that was a bit of a tough one to deal with. That was I kind of picked myself up and and there we go. And then yeah. we won Mr. Universe. Yeah. It, it's like it's an amazing story and um you know I, I can I can imagine you know it's it especially you know when you're someone you know like like us who would you struggle with like muscle dysmorphia and and you know usually in that is that kind of idea of you have to be like masculine and you have to be like odd yeah. and you have to and yeah. stuff and you know and and you know you you know, rightly if it's four or five guys you know i'm sure you, you did great anyway but it's four or five guys you, uh, unless, yeah. unless you're in like a kung fu movie you're not gonna you're not gonna <laughs> win but still yeah, it can it take just, a yeah. it can take a knock to you. And you I've 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 you know been in situations where I wish I'd been more like you know, I'd, I'd been more manly, so to speak, you know, yeah. and and it kinda it knocks at you, doesn't it? it yeah, it, it just takes knocks a, your confidence, yeah. man. Oh, it knocked the confidence right out of me. Because I couldn't walk around the streets thinking I was gonna get set upon or just being really paranoid and yeah, it sprung a lot of things on and, and that was a real struggle to get through yeah. that. But it's yeah, um, but it, like I don't I don't know if you agree now, but it's just like it, I don't think like being masculine and hard as nails and shit, it's, it don't mean anything. Like it's like it's 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 hard to take it out. I understand people who are struggling with wanting to do that, but it doesn't mean yeah. anything, does it? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't make. This doesn't just defy you as a person. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't. And I spent years like that, being like the the masculine, looking the looking the hardest and toughest and biggest you could be. Do you know what I, mean? I spent years of doing that, but now uh, I just really couldn't care less. Not mm. bothered. 
you are who you are basically at the end of the day yeah you are who you are and uh, and doing all that business and trying to be the toughest and looking the hardest and and as I say, that doesn't defy you as a person. Nothing defies you as a person. You are who you are. Whether you, whether you do great or whether you don't do great, you know? Like, it's saying like winning shows. You either, you either come first or come last. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't defy you who you are. It doesn't make you better than him as a person. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he's better than you at that sport, but it doesn't mean he's a better person than you, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, no one, no one's bothered by it. You can win all the shows you want, but you're not a better person than that person just sitting in the corner over there. Yeah, that yeah. makes it makes no difference. You, you, everyone's the same. Everyone's a human being on this planet, and um, we're all set out to do certain things in life, and it's trying to find them things that you're set out to do and, uh, and what you'll um, succeed at. Yeah. Um, well, it's just the, even the little things in life. Do you know what I mean? Maybe maybe you're set out to I don't know help that person across the road or help this person, this elderly person across the road. We're all on different paths, and I think all, all the paths are kind of set out to a, 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 each and every single person's path set out. I, I feel, uh, yeah. and all these things are set out, and they happen for a reason. You might not know the reason, but they happen until later on in your life. Things do happen for a reason. You think, oh. Man, that is why that happened. I wouldn't be in this position if that didn't happen. Sometimes it's not the best um, thing that happened, but it, it kind of, it, that is your path. And, and I think they're all, all the things, whether it's a not so nice thing that happens in life or a nice thing that happens in life, and I think you, you find that along the way. Um, you'll set out to, to do one thing on the um, planet. Uh, and you won't find it out until you think, ah, that is what I was meant to do in life. And I found it now, and let's, let's, let's fly with it. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I loved I loved everything you said there, and I I agree completely. Um, <laughs> I, I I think especially something like-minded people, right? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Honestly, the, the, as you're speaking, I'm kind of just not nodding. Yeah, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I think you build quite a nice relationship. You know, people that do struggle in life, like mentally mm-hmm. or or physically. Uh, I think you form that bond because you you're in the kind of you can see. Yeah. what it's like you've been there you've kind of seen it and so oh, wow man there are there are people like me and there's lots of people out there like that you know and, and yeah. i think you form a, a a nice bond through it yeah and i think you really do and it's I, a bit I, different it's it's, it, it, it's not fake people it's real people yeah. you know because there's, a, yeah. there's a, there are a lot of fake people out there and uh, i think it's like uh, the real people that have been there and seen it and done it and, and struggled through the life and uh, uh, and not putting on this fake uh, identity and stuff like that but mm. yeah i think you um yeah it's nice to form that bond yeah and I, I i think a really kind of important thing i want to get through in this podcast is that you know it a lot of people especially people because i imagine when i put this up that your you know mr universe winner is on this podcast we're going to get bodybuilders and people who are massively into the gym listening to this yeah. and i think a really important thing that you spoke about then was the fact that you know, just because you're not the biggest or the leanest or the, the guy who wins the show doesn't make you a shit but you're not a bad person okay. in no. the bodybuilding culture in the universe it seems like like it, everything's pointed at that's the only thing that matters but right. really it- yeah, you said you'll yourself. See it, you'll see it, you'll see it at the shows and stuff like that. The only kind of is the only people that come first, they get all the attention. Everyone else just gets nothing. Yeah. And it's so sad to see. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow, man. It's like, well, what about him over there? He come fourth now. He 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 don't exist. Yeah. 
and it's, it's, it's yeah and it's stupid isn't because it some, you know what some of the people didn't even some of the people in the industry at the, at the, at the time like i was kind of a newcomer and, and kind of uh, won a couple of shows and stuff like that but these people before i, I, I won the shows and never even spoke to me never mm. spoke to me and then when i won they wanted to be my best friend it's like ah, or wanted to give me this give me that and it's like ah. Well, you didn't even want to talk to me before. Why? Yeah. You don't. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's so so bad. It is so bad. Mm. And it can it can make shame. you it can make you feel insignificant, can't it? And yeah, like, it not made me feel it made me feel a little bit angrier because I thought, do you know what? I don't even want to talk to you because you, before I was a nobody, but now mm. I've just won one show. You want to be my best friend, and you won't even look at me or talk to me before. And I think that's like that's so false. Yeah. So so false. Yeah. It's it's and it's and it's difficult. And I, I we we kind of spoke around this. Um. But I think all these things we're talking about kind of feeds into the reason why a lot of people in the gym and a lot of people in who are into bodybuilding, strength sports, don't want to seek help and don't want to ask for help because because you know they're, they're seen as as nothing if they aren't winning shows. Weak. In, yeah. And uh, yeah. And and yeah. It's that not you're not, you're weak. You're not masculine. Well, if, and, they, if I find out I'm struggling, they're not going to want to speak to me, and I won't be the, the best person out. They won't want to talk to me because it's just like oh wow. Do you know what? When I first finished bodybuilding, this is my thinking process. It probably, oh, I don't know whether it, maybe it's just me, maybe it's other bodybuilders as well. I thought to myself, when I decided not to do competitions and not really train to be a bodybuilder and um, all the other things that go with it, I was thinking, oh, yeah, but if I stop, is anyone going to speak to me? You know, because I'm not going to look the same way. And that went through my head. And I was thinking, oh, shit, no one's going to want to talk to me. Or, or speak to me or, or know me or I, I went through that whole process and what a stressful process in fact it was the opposite way around it was completely the opposite way around and I was thinking wow man people actually I've got more people speaking to me than I ever had before because I, I finished bodybuilding and I'm doing other things and and, and building a, a, a different life outside bodybuilding and people are like so interesting. I was thinking, wow, I put myself through much, so much stress, thinking no one's going to want to talk to me, no one's going to want to be my friend, or and it was completely the opposite way around. Mm. And I was like, ah, wow. Uh, and I was thinking, well, what is my what's my son going to think of me? Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not going to be the big strong dude. Do you know what I mean anymore? And he actually prefers me. He said, I prefer you looking like how you look now. You're just my dad, and uh, and that's it. Mm. And I was like. Oh my god! That was a tear in your eye. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it was so nice. There. He said, "He said, I like you the way you are." And I said to him, "But I said, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start getting, we're just messing about. I said, I'm gonna start get, doing competitions." He goes, "No, don't do it. I prefer you like this." <laughs> and, and I was I, like, oh, "I'm only joking." He said, "I had, he said I had to go to all them competitions." And he said, "It was so boring." <laughs> so I'm glad I don't have to go to them anymore. And it's it's the same the same as as like you know coming out of bodybuilding you worry people won't speak to you but I think as well when you, if you think and you might have experienced this yourself you think um, oh if I talk about my mental health if I mention that I've been suffering people are going to not want to speak to me not talk to me whatever but actually you end up getting these like wonderful people coming into your life who are, are, yeah. you know like we were saying you have that connection with because they like yeah. they talk yeah, about yeah. it as well yeah do you know what I've always been open about about mental health always. I've always voiced it. Uh, I've always told people, and they were like, "Ah, oh my god, I never would have thought that would have happened to you." 
because you, I think yeah, when you're going through it, you kind of hide it really well. You, you, you kind of manage to hide it. And it's like that. Because I'll be going through, <coughs> excuse me, so much like anxiety just in different things at work or out and about in, in a supermarket. And I'd had so much anxiety. I was nearly falling over. But because you hold it together so well and, and you learn the skill of holding it together, it, no, one, no one even knows. It'd be but so, it'd be so much it, easier if you just speak about it. I know in the time yeah. you don't, but it wouldn't yeah. it'd just be better if yeah. you just did, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I, I, I say, people are like, oh, you're right as a man, not feeling too good today, I feel a bit. And they're like, oh, I sound, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> it's not a problem. And mm. I think you can see it. It's quite weird because when I'm kind of going through, I mean, I don't have it so much now with after doing that um, energy healing and stuff like that. I get it very rarely now. And it's quite cool. And um, but when I kind of used to have my anxiety or when I do do get it, I kind of see my face change. And it's like it, 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 your face just changes it's really weird. And there's a different expression on your face. So I think people um, I think people can sense it because you, you, you kind of face changes. Uh, it's hard to explain. But yeah. And I looked in the mirror one time and I was going through. I was thinking, wow, you look completely different. I think maybe obviously your eyes change, don't they? Because you're such a. Um, fight or flight um, position um, it's kind of panic all round isn't it so your kind of face must change but yeah it, it's an odd thing to see yeah, I, I've got a question for you that I'm wondering for, for those people kind of um, who are going through this stuff and, and struggling with muscle dysmorphia and you know the, the anxiety the depression uh, within this kind of gym culture um, do you have like advice for them first of all like what what would you what maybe even talking to your old self that bodybuilder self what do you think you would have told yourself to do i mean it's staying in the present moment because i think all that stems from is getting lost in your thoughts right Mm. because you're thinking about people are thinking this or people are thinking that and paranoia and and depression and stuff like it's only thoughts all it is is thoughts it's bad thoughts negative thoughts in your head so it's kind of to be conscious basically so stay conscious and bring yourself around like grounding exercises and stuff like that burying your feet on the floor and and not floating around in your mind yeah. just kind of or, or or even focusing on like a i know it sounds strange but like a a, a pen or a pencil which i've done and it's phenomenal i, I did that little um little thing I, I read up on it and um just getting a pen and concentrating on the pen what what lines has it got in there what is the writing like how does it feel it's kind of grounding yourself and, and being in the present moment. Uh, mm. I think that's the best advice I, uh, I could give is staying in the present moment and not being lost mm. inside your head because all them, all the anxiety and depression, is it, it's all force related. Mm. Uh, uh, and it's trying to stay in the present moment, to stay conscious. And, uh, and when you're talking to someone as well, a lot of people, they're talking to people, but they're not even existing in the in the in the conversation their their mind wandered off somewhere else what they're doing next or or what's going on next week there's a party there and, and what's going on there and they're not actually concentrating on the uh, conversation they're in mm. so a lot of people get lost I, I, I i'm a great example of it i'll be talking to clients and stuff like that while i'm cutting their hair and they'll be chatting to me and i've actually got lost in my head and i've not even listened to what they've said and i'm thinking wow what did they say kind of got lost so i think it's just to stay present and just to stay conscious and present really and that's the best advice i can give 
Yeah. And I think, I think like, you know, mindfulness and, and stuff that you're talking about helps with that. And also from, from my, my personal side, I think um, for me through counseling, but also just through talking to other people about how I'm feeling, I don't know if you yeah. have this, but when, when I tell someone else or when I write it down or when, when I, when I make my kind of thoughts, like a thing, like out, out of my head, I, I tend to understand them way better. And then I can understand myself better. And then I can work on that mindfulness and that, that, being present and things yeah sure i mean i'll write stuff down i've got loads of stuff written down um after i finished bodybuilding and and the process basically i I wrote down loads of stuff and uh, i've kind of got that sheeted down but i mean being as you say being mindful and practicing it every day of um staying present because it's tough it's really hard it's hard Mm. to do that and i have to practice every single day to to keep my mind in the present moment and not getting lost because uh, as I said, as I said earlier, I'll kind of play a little game and go with the thoughts and go round the head in the thoughts. And did he say that? Or did he, did she say that? Or what was he talking about? And I'll kind of play that game. And then I'll be like, ah, oh, well, I'm getting out of this. And I'll wing my way out and just come to the present moment. I'll come, it will come down like that. And then I'll be brushing my teeth or something like that and just stay in that present moment mm. it, it's an odd one. I used to get what I, my mind used to wander especially when I used to brush my teeth I'd be in there for about seven minutes brushing my teeth and my missus was like oh, why are you taking so long brushing teeth it's seven minutes you've been in there I was like oh, I was just thinking about things but that was that they were the moments where I'd get so much anxiety because my thoughts would be wandering because you had that time the whole seven minutes brushing your teeth my teeth were worn out now but <laughs> but yeah that, that was the the most time where I'd get lost in my thoughts and not being but now I do it I kind of stay present and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm actually enjoying brushing my teeth because I'm I'm in there a couple of minutes and then it's done but I've not got lost in in, in anywhere and not had anxiety so yeah it's, it, it's, a, it's a weird one well Luke this has been an amazing podcast we've gone on for an hour now so I feel like we should we should wow. start to wind down wow, um, <laughs> I know quick, it's gone right? fast hasn't it <laughs> Um, so to, to end my podcast, I like to ask people three questions. So I'll go ahead. First question is someone, either real or fictional, that has inspired you in your life? Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman, of course. What a man. Eight-time <laughs> Mr. Olympia. Especially in that, in, in, in that sport, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the sport, Ronnie Coleman, it has to be Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, just what a legend, man. And, and the commitment and stuff that he did throughout his career. Great, man. Yeah, he's an, he's an awesome guy, Ronnie is. Um, okay, second question. A time in your life that at the time was difficult, but now looking back, you know positives came from it. Um, well, going through anxiety and depression you know uh, i think that's kind of made me who i am mm. um and learning about the whole process but I, i've actually got to know myself you know kind of through it and i i feel if it hadn't happened i wouldn't have got to know myself and i would have been lost for a long long time so i'm kind of glad it happened and my friend reached out to me and, and we went through the whole process but um yeah going through that and obviously the whole life process really it's there to make you who you are now and then all them things happen for a reason so if all them things hadn't happened i perhaps wouldn't have realized who i was 
throughout the whole of my life. So yeah. I'm kind of I'm thankful really for it. It's kind of a, a thankful thing really. I know it's not the best side of depression, anxiety, being thankful to them, but it's kind of who you are, isn't it? It's yeah. Kind of uh, who I, it's made you who it's made you. I think that's what a lot a lot of people who, you know, do seek help for anxiety and depression and do get help and work through it. They are, I think people often look at it as kind of a positive thing because like you said, it encouraged you to work on yourself and to yeah, get sure, to know yeah, yourself more. And, and like things like this, like me speaking to you now, uh, that would have never happened. Mm, that yeah. wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through this whole process. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, no, it's good. Actually, I wouldn't have met you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and we can help each other. Yeah, That's definitely. I, I 100. I hope we can we can stay in touch even after this podcast yeah, and 100%, stuff. Yeah, 100. Um, okay, final question. Are you ready? A phrase to live by. A phrase to live by. Be yourself. Be yourself. Oh, perfect. Look at that. As I say, I went through a long period of time as not being myself. Do you know what I mean? Not being me. I was trying to. I don't know who I was trying to be. Trying to be someone that everyone thinks looks really cool or, or thinks is really cool but instead of being myself which I should have been a long long time ago because got yeah. more people now than ever so it, it, it's one of them things yeah be yourself yeah and it's hard it's going harder back, going back sorry okay. going back to the inspirational thing inspirational people or sports people my son yeah. is my inspiration yeah he, he inspires me every day because he, he I mean he he has um he has a a thing called dyspraxia i don't know whether you know what dyspraxia is uh, i think i've heard it before but i'm not sure what it yeah, is I mean, it affects numerous things in, in your body like um like balance coordination like um visual perception short-term memory loads and loads of different things it affects the brain like learning difficulties and stuff like that but for him it's just like he, he's got a phenomenal mind mm. phenomenal mind to succeed i mean he's so um so wants to succeed at different things he's doing like his music and stuff like that um yeah so he another one that's what i said he was a sports person was ronnie coleman and yeah. uh, an actual real person no i can't say ronnie coleman's not real but <laughs> you know what i'm, you yeah, know what I'm saying I know what you mean. and every everyday person is my son so he inspires me every single day to for what he has to go through every single day it's like wow man that's so inspiring mm. getting through life day-to-day things and, and it's just like oh wow that is inspirational mm. so yeah awesome well thank you so much luke for being on i hope you enjoyed yourself no thank you no it's been a great great pleasure to be on here mate yeah and i've actually i've really i've really really enjoyed the conversation as i said i've, I've always wanted a bodybuilder on here so i'm excited to i'm already excited uh, about you? posting this and oh, i'm pleased feedback. Yeah, i'm so pleased um so yeah <laughs> thank thank you everyone who's listening um as always thank you for thank you for making your way through this podcast and thanks for turning up again and i hope to see you all at the next episode bye thank you so much for listening to that episode here at Maya Minds, we're trying to raise awareness for all the things that we speak about in this podcast. So please, if you can, give it a share. Each and every one of you has the potential to help us with that. Also, if you want to check out MayaMinds.com, please do. You can see all our social media things on there. And we'd love to have you contributing more as a part of our community. Thank you.